Hello, welcome to the Rhythm and Range Podcast. We're going to jump right into some fucking MMA news, and then we're going to jump into some sports psychology. Alright, right off the top, Ponzinibbio calling out Woodley. I mean, I love this fight. Didn't see it till a couple minutes ago. I think it's been out for about an hour, a couple hours. Anyways, I've always loved Ponzinibbio's punching power. I mean, he gets inside, he gets those hands going. He has very, very heavy hands. Woodley, I mean, he needs to, what's he going to do? He has to come out right now and prove, not prove, I mean, he's one of the best welterweights of all time. He always will be. Go down in history forever. But, I mean, if you're Woodley, you need a big win. You do, you don't necessarily, I mean, who else is available in the welterweight division when you think about it? I mean, you have Masvidal until obviously matched up already. Usman and Colby matched up already. Don't. Obviously, we're not, Ben Askren is out of the picture because they won't fight, whatever. So, do you fight Robbie Lawler again? I don't think so. I don't think you can sell that to the fans. I like that Ponzinibbio fight. I mean, him or Mike Perry. Damn, Perry would be a good-ass fight, too, because you know he would bring it to Tyron and they would scrap. He wouldn't allow Tyron to coast to a decision win, I don't think. I really like Perry and his use of elbows inside. He's super strong in the clinch. He just needs to not fucking try to take people down. That's obviously didn't work out well for him in that cowboy fight. Um, but yeah, Woodley he needs a he needs a win over an up and comer. Is my point. He does that and he's right back in there. Okay, jumping ahead, Dana White saying Tony Ferguson has personal issues and that's what's delaying his return. Okay, I mean. How much of it is his personal issues and how much of his... Da- Alright, well, I'll tell you right off the top, Dana White is not going to be happy. And he's pissed that Tony's trying to pick and choose. But at the same time, if you're Tony Ferguson, hey, you were the interim t- title holder. You were first in line and you got skipped over when Connor came back. I get it. The media was impossible to deny. But that's the fight everybody needs to see. Tony Ferguson and fucking Khabib. Nobody else. So I understand why he doesn't want to fight for interim titles anymore. Of course, he got stripped without even losing it. Nobody defeated him. He has the best winning streak besides Khabib in lightweight division. He might even have more win streak, more wins in a row than Khabib at lightweight, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But this is Dana's definitely come out recently in the last couple of weeks and months here. Like last two months really in really bashing fighters when they don't want to not bashing because I agree with him really I'm on his side here when people are turning down fights you can't turn down the fucking fight man like you got to take that shit and so he's really coming down hard on people that are trying to pick and choose right now so you can understand well I can understand why he'd be pissed at Tony and now he's running the narrative that he has personal issues which I guess He's not wrong. <laughs> it's a when he's just a master framer, and he I guess he framed it right. It is a personal issue when you really boil it down. But damn, Tony needs to be next in line, and hopefully this shit doesn't. I mean, with the whole thing with Khabib having to wait, or not having to, but choosing to wait at least a year by not doing that whole PTA thing, and now he's gonna sit out as long as his teammates are out. So we should. Tony should have jumped at this chance, like Dana said. I don't know what the fuck. Now you got that Max Holloway-Dustin fight coming up. That's going to be fucking huge. I'll do a full preview of that and coming up because it's not... It's, I think it's April. I'm not sure. I'll double-check on that. But 
He should have jumped on it because we can't expect to see Khabib for at least a fucking year. Like, what the fuck? So, I mean, shit, Dana's right. He should He passed up a big opportunity. But like I said, I'm a Tony fan. I want to see him fight. Like, I think he should be first in line. But And I understand where he's coming from. But, you know. Anyways, moving ahead. Woodley's saying Usman didn't do anything special. And he, in the article, he says something about he just... He's breaking it down like he didn't do anything special. It was on Sway in the morning. And then he says, it was just a classic case of I don't know. Like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) Classic case of I don't know. I mean, I I think that means, like, it's kind of a translation to Woodley never felt anybody in there as strong as Usman. And I was rooting for Woodley. I'm more of a Woodley fan because, again, here on Rhythm and Range, we vote for the strikers. But... Jesus Christ. I mean, how fucking strong is Usman to do that to Woodley? Because I never in my life thought I would ever see Woodley get dumped on his back like that. Like, when that happened, my fucking jaw just dropped. I said, no, I can't even believe what I'm fucking witnessing right here. And shit. So, I don't know. I think he that his strength was special. Woodley goes on to say that he... It was his uh, ability to stick to his game plan and his composure. That was his special attribute and nothing else. i say, yeah, he's, he's, he's spot on with that, but it was also his strength. And I don't know, maybe Tyron knows that and he doesn't want to talk about it. He, a lot of people, yeah, I don't know. It's not easy to admit somebody was stronger than you, but whatever. Anyways, moving on. Till versus Masvidal. How do you think this is going to go down? Okay. It's a great fight, great matchup. I think it's a perfect matchup if you're a Darren Till fan or if you're Darren Till in general and you just want to see him get back on or you you want to see him get back on the winning winning uh, winning ways and I think this is a perfect fight. He's a stand-up guy, Jorge is, so it's going to be a fucking barn burner. I think personally just me I think Till has a little bit more range to work with than Jorge does. I think Jorge has to get a little a little bit more close than I would like personally and he has to rely more on his hands and his kicks I'd say although he probably has mean leg kicks although okay so Tills are obviously gonna be a little bit bigger I think he's gonna hit harder I think Jorge sits in the pocket with him and gives him a good fucking scrap for about three minutes and then I think maybe around the end of the first round and then leading into the second Till starts to take over with his power I think the power starts to wear on Jorge for a bit. I don't, I'm not saying, not taking anything away from Masvidal. Obviously, he's tough as fuck, and that's why this matchup is so great because both these dudes are tough as fuck. Obviously, Darren Till's got stabbed before. I mean, a lot of homies, well, not a lot of homies, but a couple of homies I have have been stabbed. I just that's just fucking. It's crazy what that shit does to your body. Even afterwards, you're never quite the same. You got nerve damage and shit. So, you know, that's. It's a great fight. It's going to be a fucking... Whoever wins, it's going to be insane. But I'm personally hoping Darren Till gets the W. I think he steps in with a... I think he softens him up with those lead left-hand straights. And then I think he... When Jorge's trying to force the inside fight, I think Darren finds a way to sneak in his those, those powerful fucking elbows of his. And so I think he gets a stoppage in the second round maybe late maybe uh late second or early third but we'll see it's gonna be a great fight 
I think it starts at 1 o'clock or something. It's kind of fucking odd, but that's how those London fights go. I mean, that's how it was when Till fought Stephen Thompson. It was like at 10 a.m. had to try to get off work early so I could make that shit. And then the big one this Saturday... Obviously, Till and Masvidal is a big one, but, you know, it's not a pay-per-view. But the pay-per-view of the weekend, Earl Spence versus Mikey Garcia. Holy fucking shit. Who is not excited for this fight? I mean, this is exactly the fucking type of fight boxing needed. You got two undefeateds. Plenty of knockouts between them. I believe Mikey Garcia has upwards of 30 or like 30, 31 or something out of 39 fights. Earl Spence has at least 21 knockouts, I know. I, I, I think. I'm pretty fucking positive. He has at least 20. He might have 21, though. I'm pretty sure he has 21. Out of, like, what, 25, 26 fights? Oh, man. It's going to be a great fight. It's the best fight since Wilder Fury. However, I think it's a little bit better than that because of the... I don't know. I just always think that the lighter weight classes have a little bit more to offer and just in terms of overall spectacular just technique on display and boxing IQ. Obviously, the big guys have, like, Tyson Fury has a great boxing IQ, but, you know, it's just a little bit more exciting for me, personally, when it's a little faster. It's, the action is faster. Boom, boom, boom. Shit's happening. You have to fucking make reads quick. And you have, like, a lot of times people try to say, oh, the heavy heavyweights are the only exciting heavyweights are the only ones that sell tickets. Fuck no. A lot of people are going to buy this fucking fight. Boxing is making a comeback. Obviously, MMA is my first love, but um, I think they're starting to see the model of the UFC and MMA in general and start to transition a little bit more to producing more content and putting out more fights. And for uh, some of these fights are even for free. I mean, Terrence Crawford last, uh, what was it? I think it was August or some shit. I don't know. I forget. But that was a great fight when he fought Jose Benavides. He fought Benavides. I'm not sure if his first name is Jose, but... Great fucking fight. Crawford ended up dropping him in like the in the twelfth round, and it was stopped. And it was a great fight the whole way. But Crawford was a little bit ahead. He's one of the best in the game right now. I think he'll meet up eventually with one of these guys. But a lot of people have Garcia as the underdog. He's coming up in weight, of course. I don't know, man. I think Garcia does everything right. You know, he does everything right. He does nothing wrong. He's fearless. He comes from a long line of boxers, obviously, and. I just know, I don't know, man, Earl Spence is just a little faster, I think, and a little, he is just as smart, but a little bigger. A lot of people, everybody that's talking about this fight is talking about the size, like, oh, yeah, I think it's kind of a little easy to just talk about the size difference. I'm going to say that it's going to be the speed and overall athletic just prowess. He's a fucking cat. He just, boom, he just one those type of fighters, you know, and, like, those type of fighters are special. And so, I think... Earl Spence edges it out with uh, his athletic ability and his raw explosiveness and just overall fast twitch ability. Not to say Mikey Garcia doesn't have fast twitch because he obviously has fucking 30 knockouts, 30-something knockouts. So it's going to be close. It's going to be good. I'm not sure if there'll be a knockdown. I hope there'll be a knockdown, but, man, this is going to be a fight for the ages. And uh, All right, so my prediction for it, yeah, Earl Spence edging it out. They might. I'd like to see a stoppage, but again, I think it, they go the distance, being how good these two guys are. And uh, 
the difference is going to be Earl Spence's overall reaction and speed and quick, fast twitch ability. Just being a little bit ahead of Mikey Garcia. But I think it's a great fight, and shit, I'm not going to be mad either way. Can't wait for that shit. Saturday, uh, I think it's like 75 bucks or some shit. Anyways, we're going to jump into the sports psych insights for the day. First one, victory comes along for the ride as a pleasurable side effect. The others, you know, so real quick on that one. Victory comes along as a pleasurable side effect when you do your job. Do the things you have to do right. Don't press things and try to be flashy. You don't have to do that shit. Just do your job. Do things right. Trust the process. And then the victory and the good things and the highlights will come along as you stick to that shit. This is very true. Again, this is from The Champion's Mind by Jim. Oh, man. Let me see. I'll get that to you in a bit. But, so yeah, victory comes along as a ride, as a, uh, along for the ride, excuse me, as a pleasurable side effect. I'm going to add to the end of that, of doing your job correctly, focusing on mechanics, the basics, you know, not pressing. You don't want to stay in a comfort zone for too long, but, you know, you do want to uh, make sure that your fundamentals are always great, no matter what. The other one. The other swim, and again, there's this is a whole bunch of different anecdotes for different sports in this book, and different competitors from all fields of uh, competition. So this is from a swimmer, and he says the way he thinks about it is the other swimmers have to beat me. I don't have to beat them or worry about beating them. I think this is so key and such a great insight that it was kind of counterintuitive because everybody thinks oh i have to beat them i you know i have to be the best i have to do this and th what are you doing you're putting pressure on yourself you're putting unnecessary pressure at that and so having this mindset taking this into anything really the other swimmers have to beat me the other fighters have to beat me i don't have to beat them i took this into sparring i took this in i put applied it and it, it actually yeah it's, it has great effect it puts you at ease you uh because what really is the key takeaway is that it allows you to focus on your game plan and focus on what you want to do. And I think in fighting, especially, especially any striking art, you need to, it's so quick and so fast and you have to make decisions in seconds that to focus on your game plan is the, is the main thing. And to focus on what you, I should say rather, to focus on what you do good rather than on what your opponent does because again i always say or i say you don't want to get caught watching once you start watching it's the fucking you're, you're done you're fucking dead you start watching a really talented fighter and he's gonna break your fucking nose that's what happened to me and i wasn't watching necessarily that's a whole nother story for another time but i'll get into that in detail but again the main point you don't want to watch once you start watching you start reacting overreacting to little twitches in the opponent's body and his movements and you don't want to do that you want to be focused on what you want to do implement your game plan and just keep going keep fucking throwing techniques at him and setting shit up and, and, and laying traps and so uh yeah those are two ones i really really wanted to highlight i'm gonna jump into some more i'm gonna scroll through my shit right here and see what else we got on a side note, did anyone see the fucking Nate Diaz and Ben Askren uh, tweeting that picture of even his team? I mean, it was kind of like, what the fuck? I mean, like, don't get me wrong, those fools don't fuck around. We all saw, like, they jumped in on Connor and 
started swinging on them and shit, but, uh, they were in the bathtub and shit, and they are all, like, fucking, I don't know, it looked like there was no room in the bathtub, I don't know what was it, what that was about, if they are all cutting weight together, which they probably were, I don't know, it was just funny, you got, just watch, look at it for yourself, and you come up with whatever explanation, I don't know, but, uh, anyways, Ben Askin and Nate Diaz had me dying, because I think Nate Diaz said something along the lines of, like, he was, like, Sambo, with a question mark, and he reposted the picture, and then Ben Askin did the same and said something to the effect of, uh, oh, I'm sure the boys in Stockton have done this a couple of times after a hard training session. <laughs> you just gotta see the picture. Once you see the picture, it'll all fucking click for you, and it's hilarious. All right, look at another sports psych insight. It doesn't help to be melodramatic about the state of affairs and think pressure views like, oh, the stakes are high. I love this one because I do this every time because why, why, why put that pressure on yourself when you don't have to? And honestly, sometimes coaches will do it to you too. Like, it happens, you know, like, they'll be like, oh man, like, you know, there's money that we've been training a long time for this. Like, you gotta win this. I always really don't like anytime I hear a fighter in an interview say, oh, I gotta win this or I will win this. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, everybody wants to say that and believe that and all this shit, but it fucking that just puts extra pressure on yourself because now you got to win. <laughs> and I get it. Some people might rise to that occasion, but some people, I don't know. The one person I'll say off tops that I'm a huge fan of, but I was really worried and nervous as soon as he said those words was Cody Garbrandt when he was leading up to the second, leading up to the second TJ fight when he was doing press. <coughs> And he said, I will win this fight. I will not lose this fight. I can't lose this fight. And I said, oh, my God, no. Because immediately he just put all that pressure on himself. And it's like, bro, you already have pressure. You don't need to do that to yourself. So, I don't know. Don't be melodramatic about the state of affairs. Don't think pressure views like the stakes are high. Oh, my God. The stakes might be high. Yeah, it's sport. You know, the fucking stakes get high. Oh, well, you... You don't need to fucking be dramatic about it and think you're going to die after if you lose. I mean, shit. You know, this is why sport's so great, because sometimes you just don't fucking know what's going to happen and shit. But, um, yeah, that's so that's all for today. I'll be back probably within the next day or two. Or actually, I'm probably going to be back after the weekend, after the Spence, Garcia fight, and Till Masvidal and come back with my conclusions and recap and we'll get back into this and of course I'll always hit you with some more sports psych insights and uh, yeah, until next time, peace out